Oh my god. What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. It was thunder. Oh, there it is. <gasps> Crazy. Well, sound travels. Incredible. <laughs> Everyone, if you hear thunder in the background of this um of this podcast, we're not going to edit it out because we don't know how to do that. But also it's thundering and lightning out. <laughs> we can figure it out. <laughs> what is it? What's the Fleetwood Mac song about thunder? Oh, wrong. Thunder always happens when it's raining. <laughs> that one. We don't. We don't have the rights. We don't have the rights. I only sang like two seconds of it. Sing the Glee cast version of it. What if I just sing it really fast? <laughs> they won't know. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome back to the big list. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fick List. We are the same people we were seven minutes ago. Very little has changed. <laughs> if you're coming from the last, directly from the last episode, you know, yep. you know what's happening. Yep. If there's we're, two weeks between the previous episode and right now, um, it's only going to get weirder. So, <laughs> you know, buckle in, friendos. Here's your disclaimer. <laughs> Hello, Alan. Hi, Aaron. How we doing? I'm hot. <laughs> yes you are because well okay stop it but also <laughs> like it is legitimately toasty in my apartment because i have to turn the ac off to record and my apartment without ac is like a nice little brick oven because <laughs> it was built in the 40s and i'm sure there's a whole bunch of fucking asbestos in these walls somewhere but it's very 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 warm so it's fun <laughs> so just so you all can appreciate the sacrifices we make for you yeah. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't complain. It could be a lot worse. Sure. It's fine. But that doesn't I have neg- an AC unit. But that doesn't negate, <laughs> you know, how you're feeling. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Alan. Of course. <laughs> okay. Anyway, how are you doing, buddy, in the last three minutes since I last saw you? I am I'm getting very hungry. Oh, and no. And so I am excited to eat dinner whenever we finish recording. Yes. Because these, this episode is recorded via Skype, which is very exciting. Um, what are you planning on eating since I am not feeding you currently? Whatever DoorDash brings quickest to my door. Ah, I, I do understand. I am currently on a bit of a spending freeze. <laughs> I like have to Good stop because I have enough food in my house and you got to stop, Aaron. So I think it's going to be a scrambled eggs kind of night. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I'm just, I can't. I can't turn on my oven. Yeah, I feel that. So. I yeah. I don't like excuse I have three roommates and every now and then I just we we share a very small fridge which means that I can't buy a lot of stuff yeah um so that's frustrating but also fine I guess I mean I've lived with it for two years and it's that's been chill um but that, that just means that I end up ordering food a lot more than I probably should mm. yeah I used to have the same problem when I had roommates and then. I moved into my apartment and I'm the only person here and my fridge is one of the quote unquote apartment size fridges. It's not even a full size fridge. Oh, and I no. was like, all around me are Because <laughs> I cook like crazy. Like, I love, I love cooking. Well, I don't love cooking in the summer because it's too warm, but I really love having like bulk meals and just like making one pot of something that will last like five days and it's great. So to have a teeny tiny little fridge after all that, I was like, no, <laughs> but it is what it is. It's okay. The fan fiction that we are discussing today have nothing to do with housing other than the fact that 
people uh, in the fix live in houses that require the services of <gasps> refrigerators. No, <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck on the fridge. Firefighters. <laughs> yes, it's firefighters here on uh, it's AU week. That was we not say. a good segue. <laughs> It's a profoundly bad segue. We warned people. <laughs> this is what you're all are getting. <laughs> True. All right. So, yes, it is Awu week, and we are talking about firefighter Awus because it came to us when we were picking tags, and I was like, it's hot. We should talk about firefighters <laughs> who are also hot and also fire. <laughs> yep. 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 That was the thought process. Loved it. So smart. <laughs> Much brilliant. Can I say, I feel like I had the experience you had last episode with uh, Time Loops, where I was depressed oh, <laughs> at no. so much of the firefighter fix I was reading. I was like, why is everything so sad? Wow. It was so intense. We had very different experiences. We did. Because I was like, hunky, hunky firefighters climb ladder to me <laughs> that was like my whole thought process but also i had a fic already in mind like I, I this one was in my back pocket so i like didn't have to go looking good for you yeah so maybe i would feel differently if i had to like go find a thing but a lot of the firefighter fics i read which i do tend to just sort of stumble across them and i do enjoy them heartily when i do they tend to be a lot of like i rescued your cat from a tree yeah i, I did read a lot of those too here's my other thing yeah i found myself Listen, no one was more shocked than I when I got tired of all of the, like, hunky firefighter, like, tropes. Mm. Like, I, the more I read about them, the less I cared. I was like, ugh, there it is again. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like... Wow! I don't know if it's because I, my brain has been mush for all of Pride Month or if it's just that I wasn't in the space to read them. But everything I read, I swear to you, I was like... I've read this one before. I've read it. I don't need it. I'm making it was. I'm making myself laugh, and I have to tell you why because I was gonna me. be like, "That's homophobic." <laughs> 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 I was like, don't say it. Don't say it. And then I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, "What are you talking about?" That's so funny. <laughs> and that makes no sense. <laughs> <But> it's fine. <laughs> that is interesting, though, yeah. that you were like, "Nah." I'm out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so I was very on. I was on the truck. Yeah. I was good. <laughs> you, you, you were. <laughs> That's really funny. It's like, great. I love that. Mm -hmm. I was like, please, please, bridal carry me wherever I need to go. It's fine. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm on board. I love that for you. We did have very different experiences. We surely did. Fascinating. We surely yeah. did. That's okay. Yeah. We're allowed to have different. We can we can hold two truths at once. And in fact, <laughs> listeners, I think that that's that's more of a benefit for you. Two totally different points of views. You know. Yeah, it'll make for a better episode. She says, <laughs> entirely unsure if uh... that's true. <laughs> so okay. Well, is there anything about firefighter AU? Like, were there any things that you were like, this is the thing that like grabbed my attention, or like the thing that I was like kind of okay with overall. Or was it all just like, no, I'm not into it? <laughs> I like that the firefighters were always hot and muscly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, legit. Legit, though. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I think I like I liked the idea of firefighter role play. I don't know that I would like want to date a firefighter. I don't know that I have the constitution for that. Yeah, I think it is fair to say that firefighters inhabit a space that is very dangerous in real life. And like... 
the again fantasy being much more appealing than reality in certain ways Mm -hmm. like i'm sure there are many lovely firefighters but they have to contend with a very real part of their lives which is that they could they put themselves in great danger constantly like that is their job and so i can kind of goof around and be like "Ooh, hunky firefighter but like at the end of the day that is not what the reality is for these people who are actually in this job right so if that sort of like permeates what you're thinking about then it makes it a lot less fun to be like hunky hunky firefighter <laughs> who could die at any time right in a terrible accident oh god <laughs> you know it's like a very yeah. different beast there's that sort of existential angst that's like right there and you know what i might have shot myself in the foot because i think the first firefighter fic i read to try and like find a fic for us was very sad and depressing and like mm was heavy basically and then maybe maybe i haven't maybe i haven't thought about how that affected the rest of my search maybe i i wasn't able to buy into the fantasy it often does come up though like even in the one that i sent you which we'll talk about later like Mm -hmm. they do have to contend with that like if you're going to do a fic that isn't just like you know plot what plot situation right then you inevitably in that kind of scenario do usually contend with some kind of dangerous situation or something happens and they have that moment of like i had to go to the hospital and i didn't know what was going on and like yeah. that would be scary in real life that would be terrifying so it's not surprising to me that that like got into your brain a little bit and like put a damper on things <laughs> yeah and i think here's the other thing is i because i was so stressed and like basically i was running out of time and i so i narrowed my search even further and just did single chapter, mm. uh, s- single chapter searches, which I think don't lend themselves very much to that development of that, like, very real um, look at what a relationship with a person who, who you know, risks their lives every time they go to work is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that is entirely my, my thing. Like, I because of where I was mentally and what I, the availability that I had, I might have clubbed myself in the legs with, with a fix I was reading. So... It's fine. <laughs> we're good. We're going we're gonna to get through it. So oh what boy. are some of the things that you like in Firefighter AUs, Erin? Well, <laughs> I feel bad talking about it now because you were like, very serious answer about the real- harsh realities. Of the- and I'm like, they're but hot. <laughs> both, both things can exist, you know? Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I do love that interplay between like the potential for just like very sweet. Like it, it can be very rom-com-y in the kind mm-hmm. of way that like you could have a really good like Meg Ryan movie where she like falls in love with a firefighter. Right. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> yep. And but there's also that opportunity for like actual moments of like high drama and conflict and that kind of stuff, which I think is really great. So I love that interplay. And like it's it's like vampires. There's just something inherently attractive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like. I get it. Agree. I get it. I agree. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's interesting. It must be something like about like the hero type thing, like a hero complex almost. Well, the other thing that is perhaps a little specific to me, but or like people who have had my particular experience, I know a lot of queer women firefighters, <gasps> and specifically like EMTs Ooh. and like people who generally are in fire and rescue. Yes. And hot damn. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yep. Mm-hmm. So. What you all can't see is Aaron has turned <laughs> red like a tomato. <laughs> like Larry? <laughs> the tomato? The tomato. Yep. And we're not going to worry about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Que triste that, tomate. That does it for me. 
Uh, yeah, so queer women firefighters, chef's kiss. Love that. What a gift y'all are. What a gift. Yeah, there's something really just particularly lovely about a very stacked, like, very strong lesbian firefighter. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Like, who does not want that? I want that for you. I guess, but, (laughs) I guess, I guess men, but, you know, it's, it's a fairly niche thing, but, like, damn. Love that for you. That's amazing. Thank you. So, so who why, wants to start? I think you should start with what I sent you. Okay, great. You sent me, in a true return to form, we were so proud of ourselves, friends. <laughs> in our previous episode, we forgot to say it five minutes ago, so we're saying it now. We start, We did two whole new fandoms. Like, three whole new three fandoms. Three whole new fandoms. The, the whole the episode of the... new fandoms. And I can't believe that well, we just didn't acknowledge that. I feel like we deserve medals. Right. We definitely deserve at least a bronze in this situation for achieving the bare minimum um but (laughs) so in a true return to form we are not going to do that this episode (laughs) i hope you enjoyed the one episode this season and that's it you get one that's fine so the fic that you sent me is a teen wolf (laughs) it is Derek kale and style stolinski it sure is yep and uh it's called shots fired yep by author kits underscore lightning and the summary says, shut up. He clicked his radio on. You're going to have to help me with this name. Um, Mah- Mahilani? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say it with the caveat that somebody might be able to correct me on this. And I apologize if I'm butchering it. This is Mahilani. I need an ambulance at my 20. Officer down. I repeat, officer down. I need an ambulance. The coldness in Styles' arm was replaced by pain when Danny put all of his weight on it. Wow. Jackson, rub- Jackson rubbed off on you in a negative way. He joked through gritted teeth. Yeah, well, at least I had the decency to call a bus. Styles could hear the sirens at a far distance of what he hoped was an ambulance getting closer. Yay, maybe Scott will be on call, he said with clear sarcasm. Scott was one of the best paramedics in the town, but he was so going to yell at Styles when he finds out he got shot. If you think Scott's going to be mad, wait until your husband finds out. Italic. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, this is a short fic, as Alan said. It's just shy of 5,000 words, single chapter, one shot situation. The text are hilarious to me. Near-death experiences, angst with a happy ending, hurt comfort, life-affirming sex, <laughs> sex, blowjobs, uh, coming on touch, top Derek Hale, bottom style Squincy. For some reason, life-affirming sex was like delightful to me. I loved um, it. And it's a, <laughs> it's a very accurate summation. Like The tags are very real. So basically, Styles and Derek are married? Yes. Yeah, they're married. And Styles is a is a deputy mm-hmm. he's, yeah he's a deputy and uh derek is a firefighter and they're having a bit of a tiff a small tiff if um, you will a, a little tiff because derek has had lunch with his ex and didn't tell styles about it and styles is like why wouldn't you just tell me why wouldn't you tell me i don't understand why he didn't tell me so he's kind of like fuming then they gets you know he gets called out to a situation in progress which he just has to like kind of set aside his personal woes and go show up at which he gets shot <laughs> this is styles styles yes it's a whole thing i can't tell them apart i've never <laughs> seen the show i don't know what's going on so i'm gonna get confused the way you get confused with quentin and elliot which Fully, yeah know, whatever is fine so styles gets shot and he's still mad at Derek, but he's like i guess i have to go to the hospital so he goes to the hospital he's like okay it's fine and so this uh, the summary was an excerpt summary from that you know that situation where he's like laying on the ground he's been shot in the arm or whatever and he has to go to the hospital and he's like well i guess we're calling a bus it's like ah fuck 
And so Derek, meanwhile, is at a like five alarm fire somewhere on a terrible call and hasn't been able to like connect with Styles and like hasn't come to, like hasn't gotten any of the calls that he's in the hospital. And then he finally like hears like his his, you know, his manager, his captain, whatever is like, you need to go. Um, and he's like, what? And he's like, you know, he's in the hospital. He's alive. And of course, Derek is like, that could mean anything. <laughs> what does that mean? Yep. You need to give me more specifics than that. And so he just like, gets in the car and like books it. So he gets there and they have they have to like talk through being a li- like Sty- Styles is like, you know. Yeah, cuz part of the thing here is that when when Styles approached Derek about this, so they're working separate um very different time schedules I mm. think right now where usually mm-hmm. they don't. I think Derek is like on the night shift when usually he's on the day shift or something something of that sort. Yeah. They're working so at he, odds. Yeah, he he gets home and he's exhausted and Styles brings up the fact that he had lunch with his um, with his ex and he's upset about that about why he why Derek wouldn't just tell him and Derek basically says nope turns around and goes uh, sleeps in the in the fire station basically he's like I'm not dealing with that I'm too tired and uh, he goes and basically hasn't spoken to Styles in like 36 hours or something like that yeah it's been a and long so time now since talked to each other. yeah and so now with Styles being shot and you like Derek is panicking it's really making Derek think about like oh I can't take that for granted even if we have fights and stuff like that yeah 100 percent so he goes to the hospital and they talk it out and then he takes them home yep and then they have life affirming sex and that's the fic it is a speed run my friend this is the opposite of a slow burn it is a speed run opposite of a slow burn it's a speed run uh-huh and they also like as they're having the life affirming sex at one point style says i'm already going to be sore tomorrow dare i'd like it if at least some of it came from life affirming sex <laughs> good job we've it's like when you say the title of the film in the movie it was great i also love the like you know how there's that um pardon my french but there's that like term hate fucking yes i love this version that's of it. what you were like a little like I'm gonna like preface this with my. I don't dropping the dropping the f bombs every now and then. When whenever it's like in casual conversation, it's not me like being angry or like really passionate about something. Feels odd, like just dropping like fuck. It's like oh, it does not feel weird to me. It's part of my daily vocabulary. Good for you. No, same, fully same. (laughs) It just felt weird in this context, and now we've drawn attention to it. So now I'm really self conscious. Oh no, (laughs) it's fine. It's all good. Um, yeah, I I like that. It's like a softer version of a hate fuck. Basically, it's like yeah. It's it's a hate fuck with it's like all the passion of a hate fuck, but with like nice feelings afterwards. It's makeup sex, but they're still a little mad at each other. <laughs> Forgot about makeup sex. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So it's it's that they they're not fully resolved yet, but they're like mostly made up, but like a little bit not. Yeah. And that's coming through. So they have their life affirming sex, and it's great. And then there's a tiny little epilogue about how, like, Styles is doing his physical therapy exercises, and Derek comes in with flowers, and he, Derek's like, okay, how many flowers are you going to bring? It started to look like a botanical garden here. And they have this little, like, you know, sort of epilogue like, wrap-up conversation about Derek going back to work. Um, and About Styles going back to work. Styles going back to work. Thank you. Styles going back to work, and Derek being like, No. <laughs> and then Styles is like, "Well, they cleared me for active duty last week, but I waited another week to calm your nerves, so I have to go now." And they're like, "Okay, fine." And that's basically like, you know, the end of it. And that's the fic. Yep. That was a short summary. Um, this was fine. It was. It was certainly like. It, it was what fanfic does best, which is clearly for people who are in this fandom, enjoy this ship. It is a cute little 
like cupcake of a fic <laughs> and they were like yep i'm on board this is great my one complaint is that it's not really a firefighter au like it's not even mostly about one character over the other like derek happens to be a firefighter but it's only like it's only referenced insofar as like both of them have dangerous jobs mm-hmm. so that's sort of like sure. how it's used there they don't go too deep into like his like being a firefighter like making it a thing yeah like there's not a lot of firefighter mechanics in the right. film in yeah. the film, in the in the film. <laughs> so that's like my one thing like if i'm gonna read a firefighter you i do want it to be a little bit more like there's certain tropes and stuff that i get into but as you said earlier you were you were falling apart from those so i'm not surprised given your preface that this is what you came up with but like i leaned the fuck in so good i'm glad yeah, it helps that this is a this is a uh, a tag that you seem to be very fond of. I it kind of rem- it reminds me of vampires and like pirates and stuff like that, where I'm just like, yep, I I'm on board. It's so fascinating. I feel like every every time we have an episode, I feel like I think I think I know where your like where your tastes or like uh your likes dislikes for tags are, and they're always wrong. Yeah, <laughs> every single time. It's because I'm fickle. <laughs> <laughs> It's because there's no logic to it. <laughs> I love that about you. Yeah. So I think I tend to go for AUs that are not too complicated, mm. right? Like there's the potential for there to be like a lot of world building, but there isn't a whole lot of sort of like, it's not, it, there's some element of familiarity to it. Like I know firefighters, I understand pirates, like vampires are a common enough thing in storytelling that like it makes sense. I see. So there's some yeah. sort of like okay. base layer of understanding there as opposed to things with like, you know, soulmates or ABO, like that doesn't exist in the real world. So you always have to construct some kind of alternate reality. Right. And having to buy into like the, whatever yeah. the mechanics of that. Yeah. Are. I and I you. have to like, there's more of a like jump to get to those mechanics mm. as opposed to like, yeah, I can put anybody in a firefighter's outfit. I get it. Cool. Great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And you could get it more complicated than that. But it's nice to know. Yeah. So cool. What would you give that fic? Like a three. Sure. That's good. Nothing to write home about in terms of like, but it's not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this it's like is clearly an, it's enjoyable. Some, yeah. It's enjoyable. It's for someone who likes Teen Wolf and wants to read just like yeah. a fun little smutty thing. I feel that. Which, fair. I do that with magicians all the time. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice little comfort read. Yes. 100%. That was the fastest I've ever reviewed a fic. <laughs> well, that's good because we've got a, <laughs> we've got a, <laughs> a, a beast of a fic coming up. I did this to you. I have done you this sh- to you. You sure did. I did this to us both, <laughs> technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. So, moving on to talking about what you sent me. You sent me a fic entitled Where There's Smoke. Yep. It is written by Stony, and it is a it is a Glee fanfic with our, our boys, Kurt and Blaine. Who is surprised. And... This is found on LifeJournal, actually. It's not on Archive of Our Own. Yeah, we basically stopped saying this is on Archive of Our Own because they're always there, but this is a LifeJournal fic. You might have. <laughs> I always say it. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of my breakdown in my head. Yeah, so this was on LifeJournal, which is, it's always fun to come back to, like, LifeJournal and read something on it. It just feels like, oh, old friend, how have you been? <laughs> And it's more complicated and harder to use. So. Yes, absolutely. But it's nice. It's nice to every now and then like get out of the out of the archive of our own. Like just yeah. 
try something new. Yeah. Um, or old in this case. <laughs> Vintage. I also forgot how old this fic was, but it was posted in 2011. I believe that. I believe that. Oh, no, it says it. Yeah. It says it. No, 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 I, I, I believe that. And like it, as reading through it, I would, I would give you 2011. Absolutely. So why don't I tell you the summary, friends? Summary. Fireman AU set seven years after graduation. Kurt is Kurt, except he never met Blaine Anderson. Blaine grew up in Brooklyn with his mother and firefighter father. Rachel and Kurt have graduated Niada. Kurt gained a master's from Tish, and now they're in their first post-college apartment together, ready to tackle their dreams. Unfortunately, Rachel never learned how to properly cook and almost sets their new house on fire. Enter Dreamy McFirepants. And that is a great summary. <laughs> that's uh-huh. like, that's a great blurb. Not, not an excerpt to be seen. Yeah, 100%. Good for them. Well done. Yeah. Um, I need to preface this by saying, I feel like, more so in recent years, it's, and it's probably because I've been on TikTok, and there's been um, just like learning more about Glee and like the character and the actors and all of that. And like watching clips on TikTok when people are like, um, and it's a it's a show that you cannot rewatch. No. It does not hold up at all. It is it not aged, like it aged like a fine glass of milk. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a shocked and b devastated because yep. <laughs> obviously I it was Glee was around when I was in high school and that was like I was I was a little Glee I was a little Glee Glee head, uh, if you will. So I loved it. Um, but in, like, and it's just everything is so sad. I mean, recently, just maybe not even a year ago, um, Naya Rivera passing away was yeah. devastating. And all of the resurgence of people talking about Leah Michelle being an awful human being and having Leah Michelle be the center of that show is so it's just hard, I think, for me now to like go back and reread glee fix which is a shame it is an utter shame because there's some great gems out there yeah it's hard and like also the show itself did not age well no no, like the content of the show is extreme like is very set in the time that it was in and it was kind of like one of the things that i think tends to happen a fair amount particularly now in the sort of digital media age that we're in is that things are dated quicker yeah than they were before because, like, it exists in this space where, like, the internet was a thing. And, like, we, it was very of the moment. And then that moment passed fast. And for the better. Like, we, it's it's better that we don't treat people the way that that show handled yep. certain things. But, like, you can absolutely pinpoint it and look back. And it wasn't that long ago that, like, we all thought that was okay. Or at least we, like, saw it and we were, like, okay. Like, willing to tolerate it right. as part of this other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were people who were ahead of ahead of the curve on this looking at it being like y'all know this is trash right and like they were right and they were correct even crazier is i if i remember correctly like glee was loud lauded for it's like um it's diversity Mm -hmm. like for the actors and for like the the storylines that they chose to explore Mm -hmm. that is crazy that that what that what was seen as progressive in 2009 when the show premiered is not at all like yeah okay in 2021 right and we look at that now and we're like how was this ever on tv like how did we allow this to happen like oh my god also the other thing that like i still can't figure out is why they were allowed to write will schuster the way that he was written yeah oh my god like <laughs> oh my oh god. god this is the worst tv this is the worst tv teacher of all time yep like by far mm-hmm. 
Do you know what is a cursed piece of information? Oh, 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 I feel like I know this. I know this. Is it At that he point, and Leah Michelle we, were dating? Yep, it is. Yep. And I have to be cursed with that information, which means y'all have to be cursed with that information. <laughs> yep. It's bad. Um, it does start to make sense, though, when you're like, oh, I understand why he's so creepy. Because they were all of the same age. And, like, mm-hmm. there were not clear boundaries there. And, like, it Mm-mm. did not. Oh, this is the problem with having, like, fully grown adults play high schoolers. Agreed. It's just it ends up being super weird. So, yeah. I think we can also put a big asterisk next to this one and be like, Glee was fucked up. We can accept that. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Any whomst. Anyway, um, <laughs> on that happy note. That being said, I loved this fucking fic, oh, which God. of course, of course I was going to love this fic. Uh, Aaron always nails it with the clane fic. Like, I don't know how, how she does it. But it's great. It was so good. I've had a decade to curate. (laughs) That's how. (laughs) (laughs) So going into the summary, the fix starts off basically with what the summary says. Um, Rachel and Kurt have just moved in to their new apartment in Brooklyn. And it's like, also like, anyway, I'm just like, I feel like you wouldn't be able to. I don't think you can afford to just live in a place like that with just two people. But any whom's you know, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it's a fanfic. Um, if that's the if that's yeah. the most uh, unbelievable part of your fanfic, you're doing something wrong. So Rachel and Kurt have just moved into their new apartment in Brooklyn, and uh, to christen it, uh, Rachel wants to cook their first meal. Like she wants to break in the oven. Cut to her burning the the tofu that she was trying to blacken according to her she was trying to flambe some tofu and it all went up in flames um and the apartment is full of smoke um and they don't have a fire extinguisher because they don't have one they just moved in and kurt's like i haven't unpacked the fucking baking soda oh god so they call the firefighters they come in basically like shoot (laughs) shoot the fucking pan with the fire extinguisher and they're like all right just let it air out. It'll be out soon. It'll be fine. The, the smoke will be out, will be gone soon. And Kurt meets one Captain Blaine Anderson mm. and makes a complete fool of himself trying to flirt because he's like, this guy's hot. As one um, does. As one does. And Blaine is not totally unreceptive to it. Mm-hmm. And Rachel is, has been flirting with another firefighter named David, who presumably is a character that I am not aware of or don't. I believe he is a minor warbler, with. if I remember correctly. Is he a warbler? I think nice. he's a warbler. Nice. So Rachel's taken by this minor warbler. Like she, she's flirting it up to, and she's like, "Oh, and how would we like? What is your like squad number so that we can like find you and thank you with some cookies or something?" And Blaine like leans out of the window as they're driving by and gives them the number and the like the squad number and says, "And the boys really like uh, oatmeal raisin cookies." And like winks at Kurt. And so Rachel's like, "Get it in. Uh, <laughs> Do it." Do him. Do, do it. it. Do, do him. <laughs> so they make cookies and then literally within 24 hours, because I think Rachel was like, we have to get him while he's still on shift. Uh, they go to the, the firehouse and with cookies, homemade cookies. And Rachel's flirting it up with uh, David. And David says, oh, well, the captain's sleeping. You know, we've just came out for a really long shift. So, uh, but I know he'll appreciate the cookies. And Kurt's like, oh, so I was freaking out about coming here for nothing. It's chill. And then and he's like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave you two lovebirds. And as he's walking out, he bumps into Blaine, who has like sleepy, sleepy hair, sleepy face. And is like, cookies? Yep. Exactly my feelings. Here's the thing. I am not 
particularly interested in men anymore. That's like a thing. Good for There's, you. There is a place in my heart for sleepy boys. Oh my god, so cute. There's so, just there's something about mm. it. It's like the softness of it, maybe. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like getting to see people when they're like I don't want to say like vulnerable, but like when they are just like starting up. Something there's a vulnerability there, an intimacy that you're like, oh yeah. A hundred percent. It's endearing, yeah. It is. It's profoundly endearing. So that happens, and Kurt's like, "Hi, I made you cookies. Bye," and runs out the door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Blaine, uh, he, I think he gets to see Blaine try one, and tra- and Blaine's like moaning around, and like, "Oh, it's so good." And Kurt's like, "I have to go." <laughs> so later that either later that night or the next day, uh, shortly after, Rachel gets home and is like, "Hey, we're going to karaoke night with these firefighters. Get dressed." And Kurt's like. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think that that's really the scene for me. And Rachel's like, we're going. Put on your fucking clothes. And so they go to karaoke night. And Kurt is like very decidedly like, I don't care. I'm not I'm not here. I'm here to chaperone Rachel. I'm not here to like possibly see the captain. I'm not here for that. Blaine is not there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, bummer. And so he's sitting at the bar by himself while Rachel is flirting it up with David. And it's karaoke night. So, of course, Rachel Berry's on the stage the whole fucking night. Of course. And Kurt meets Wes who is a firefighter in the same like squadron and they have a really good conversation. And Wes like mentions that his girlfriend is like a buyer for this very fancy boutique. And Kurt is like, Oh, absolutely. I will make friends with this person so that I can get the discount. But Wes is also like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it all works out. And throughout their conversation, like Wes is trying to like get information from Kurt about what he thought of Blaine and stuff. And Kurt has been being very coy and like trying not to appear desperate basically, because he was very embarrassed about how he acted on the first day. And Wes is saying all these things like, oh, you know, he uh, he won't stop talking about your cookies and all this stuff. And hmm. Kurt is like, oh, well, that's nice. And Wes is te- texting the whole evening. And at some point he goes to talk to other people. And Kurt is left feeling very, like, out of his element because he's like, oh, these people are very, like, the way he describes it is like manly men. Like, mm-hmm. like they like there's not a place here for someone like me who's more on the effeminate side, who has, like, a higher pitched voice and, like. I can't go up there and sing because they're going to like, you know, boo me off the stage. They're singing a lot of 80s stuff. And he's like, I only sing like uh, uh, Mama Rose from Gypsy. <laughs> um, and so he's a, he's about to take off. He's like, all right, I'm done. And he's walking out the door when someone grabs him by the arm. And who could it be but our, our dear Captain Blaine Anderson? And it's like, oh, and then they flirt it up. And it's <laughs> really fucking cute. And you kind of get the sense that uh, Blaine is like he's interested but he's holding himself back for whatever reason mm-hmm. um and wh- i think wes was the one that let it slip that oh, no david did uh in a conversation with david uh in the bar kurt uh finds out that blaine's father passed away mm-hmm. and so whenever kurt tries to bring up like the like his job as a firefighter blaine is very non-committal in his responses he like tries to uh, divert the, the conversation to other places and kurt makes an observation and says i I notice you don't like talking about your job. If I'm right, you know, we can just talk about something else. And so Blaine very, like, obviously changes the subject. And Kurt is like, all right, signals received. Yeah, got it. Yeah, and they're having this really good conversation. And then this older gentleman uh, named Bill uh, comes up and, like, claps Blaine on the shoulder. And Blaine, like, immediately all the flirtatious, like, energy leaves his body. And he's, like, ramrod straight and doesn't 
no nonsense basically goes into captain mode uh and bill's like can we talk and so they go outside and talk and kurt is waiting for like 10 minutes and he has these minutes to like ponder and think and he's like oh so he's not out to like the firefighters and i can't do that i can't i can't be in another relationship with a guy who is ashamed of themselves and therefore ashamed of you know our love so i'm not gonna do that to myself and so he's leaving again and as he's leaving uh, blaine is coming in and he's like oh you're leaving and Kurt basically has to be like, listen, if you're not out, then, you know, that's fine. But I just can't do that. And Blaine is like, oh, no, people know about me, uh, about me being gay. And Kurt says, oh, well, then. And <laughs> Great. <laughs> yep. And then they have this awkward moment, like, at the entrance of the bar where Blaine is like, um, what does he say? Uh, do you know Bittersweet? And Kurt takes it literally. And he's like, oh, I'm familiar with Bittersweet. <laughs> that's, like, my middle name. And Blaine is like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and then Kurt says, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And Blaine says, "Oh, a coffee shop, like a block down." <laughs> Kurt's like, "I'm dumb. It's fine." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And says, "If you want to show me around, give me a tour sometime, then you know I'd be down." And Blaine is like, "Yes, I would very much like that." And so Kurt leaves, like feeling on cloud nine, gets home, and is devastated to remember that he didn't give Blaine his phone number, mm-hmm. and thus giving him no way to t- to like contact him. Uh, fast forward to the next day. Uh, he's bemoaning this to Rachel and Rachel's like, I can just give your number to David to give to Blaine. And Kurt is like, no, he has to, he's, he's basically saying Blaine has to like pitch, you know, he has to ask me out or do something because I feel like I'm the one who's been showing all this interest and like showing the stuff. And I feel like he's holding back. So I want him to do like, figure it out. Cut to a few days later and Kurt has had an awful day at work. He's working, he working as a customer at like a theater company for like this, it, it almost seems like an opera mm-hmm. type thing where, like, there's this diva who is, like, a genuine B-I-T-C-H um, uh, to everyone. You have gotten a little bit self-conscious about your swearing, haven't you? A little bit. I don't know where it came from, but here I'll we are. It. She's a bitch. <laughs> oh, no, Erin! <laughs> yeah, she's a real bitch to everyone. And um, and so Kurt is just, like, not taking it anymore. And he, like, tells her off and storms out of the theater and uh, he, in his bad mood, doesn't realize that he got off the subway a, a stop too early. And so he's like, oh, fuck, now I have to walk like an extra 20 minutes to get home. And so he's walking and he stops at a bodega to like get a, a snack or something or get dinner. He's like, I'm not cooking. I just need to eat. And so he stops. And who who does he see there but our, our friend Captain Blaine Anderson? And they have this whole cute like fumbling moment where Blaine is like, oh, I love the chicken enchiladas here from this bodega. And... Kurt is eating his, like, has the wrapper of the bar he's about to eat in his mouth. And Blaine is like, oh, you know, you can't eat those. And Kurt's like, oh, you know, you know, I heard that they're great and they have essential, like, minerals or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really cute, really funny. Basically, Blaine asks for Kurt's number and then, and thus starts uh, a, a courtship. Uh, Blaine and Kurt going on dates. They get to go and, like, Blaine takes Kurt out and, like, shows him around the neighborhood and all the best spots. They get dinner and they start to get to know each other some more. And throughout these dates, uh, Kurt gets to know more about Blaine, including the fact that Blaine's father died in dude while doing his duty as a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And Blaine is also very young. He's 26 and he's captain of this firehouse, which makes him very self-conscious and like feel like he just doesn't feel like he's he deserves it, basically. Mm-hmm. So Kurt is like Kurt is having fun and he really wants to be in a relationship with Blaine, but is scared of the firefighter aspect of it, obviously. Um, and not knowing, you know, what's going to happen there. And so he, Kurt is now, like, trying, like, Kurt is very actively trying to not 
gets swept up in the emotion of things and like the whole honeymoon phase he's being very methodical about it because he he is no stranger to loss having lost his mother and having almost lost his father to a to a heart attack Mm -hmm. and he just doesn't want to go through that and all of this stuff and it's increasingly more obvious that blaine is absolutely fucking smitten with kurt and just wants to be with him but kurt is like i don't know and at some point you real you find out that uh, well, or Blaine shares with Kurt that his father was not a warm man and he was always like pushing him and very disapproving of him because Blaine came out and there was a part of his that his dad just wasn't able to accept for whatever reason. Um, and so they were on a call to a very dangerous place and his dad always went with Blaine because he in in Blaine's dad's mind Blaine couldn't do anything right so he always had to be there to supervise and it culminates in like the the floor giving out and them falling and Blaine uh seeing his dad like inside of burning building knowing that he can't go in there like his dad can't move I think he's like his legs are broken or something and he's not it's just hard to see and all this stuff oh and one thing I forgot is uh basically Blaine's dad calls him a slur Mm -hmm. uh, a slur right before the floor goes out because he's angry and he's like saying we've got to keep moving and stuff and so there's all this like anger and rage and guilt because Blaine feels like he could have pulled his dad out but obviously he couldn't have because then two seconds later the building collapsed and he would have died too mm-hmm. so now Blaine has shared that with Kurt and Kurt's like oh my god holy shit ah yeah and then he goes to visit Blaine and during one of those visits uh the alarms go off a huge fire is happening and so Blaine has to go and Kurt is just left there with his anxiety and he's like, I don't know what to do. Shit. And like Rachel calls him and like she comes over and they're both panicking in the firehouse. And eventually they get it under control. And even on the TV, like news report, he sees Blaine off to the side, like talking to a cop about like giving a report. So now Kurt feels calm and waits at the firehouse for uh, Blaine to come in. And then he like takes care of him. He's like, oh, what do you need? You need a shower? Let me turn on the shower for you here. Take these like plane relievers here drink some water um let me take your clothes to the laundry chute and is very doting basically Mm -hmm. and it harkens back to a conversation he had earlier with his father where he was like how do you know it's love how do you know like how do you know and his dad is like you'll know like the moment you see the person you know and it's life is hard basically is what it came down to because kurt is telling him like about blaine's profession and not being sure and not wanting to lose anyone and Kurt and Kurt's dad is like, well, you don't really get that guarantee anywhere. Mm-hmm. People die all the time for whatever reason. You'll know that it's the right person if instead of running, wanting to run away, you run towards them mm-hmm. whenever the you know shit goes down. And that's kind of what Kurt does when this call happens and he's there to like uh, mend wounds and like make sure that Blaine gets some rest and it takes pain reliever and is hydrated and all this stuff and so that's kind of a moment where Kurt is like oh okay I can do this and like he didn't he didn't think about it it was just something he did because he realizes he cares for Blaine and so they formalize their relationship and they're like obviously very much in love and then the thick kind of culminates with Kurt getting an opportunity to do a fringe festival like concert performance in Central Park as a soloist and everyone comes and cheers him on his family come and are sitting there with Blaine and it's beautiful and he sings a song dedicated to Blaine absolutely gorgeous and then yeah and the fic the fic ends and that is our that is our fic wow absolutely absolutely stunning i loved this fic i also can i say fucking um this uh what was the author (laughs) the author's note to the first chapter this was the last fic i read for this uh batch and it says uh, also i am ultimately a romantic i don't like character death i love writing happy endings and kurt and rachel live in my dream place in carol gardens blah 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 and all this stuff and i was like thank 
heavens there was a part of me that was a little scared from that one time that like that it was like oh this is like fluff and then it was literally one of the most devastating pieces of art i'd ever experienced <laughs> you mean harriet <laughs> yep i sure do <laughs> we do love harriet hi harriet <laughs> love you loved that fic but oh my god you almost killed me yep. <laughs> um as is right with the world yeah and i was nervous about this fic saying something similar but as we ca- like as it went going along it was literally a fic full of just nice feelings mm-hmm. It was, like, all of the love and, like, the trust and the relationship blooming. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I love it. Uh, it was so good. I got to where is it chapter, like, eight? It was halfway through chapter eight or something. I was so sure something was going, going to go wrong. I was like, mm-hmm. we're, we're missing, like, the big, like, the other shoe dropping. Where, like, I was so sure. Here's what I thought. I made this prediction out loud to myself. I was like, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be opening night for uh, for Kurt's show. And Blaine is going to be in, like, a hospital somewhere because something went wrong. He got a call and he had to be there and all this stuff. And I was so sure that's where we were going. So I cannot tell you the immeasurable joy I felt when it wasn't so and Blaine was just there it was just a normal night it was a normal performance night I loved this fic it was so good it also talked a lot about um I really appreciated the like the introspection that Kurt has and most of it is told through Kurt's point of view if not all of it uh, third person again so sometimes we get a glimpse into what Blaine is thinking but I loved the introspection that Kurt has about relationships and about life and like what it means to actually love someone and realizing that nothing in life is guaranteed you've got to take everything day by day and if you love someone then it's worth it and i loved that i thought it was so well done the characterizations were perfect oh i loved it i think we're falling into a trend aaron where (laughs) now every time i see a claim fic coming from live journal i'm gonna be like oh here we go we're hit we're it's lightning in a bottle take three. Oh no that's not good because i don't know if i, I know. have any more um <laughs> <laughs> i'm really glad that you enjoy this fic so much i read it in approximately 2011 yeah remembered it being a good firefighter fic and then <laughs> went sure i'll send this to alan did i reread it no <laughs> and you know what i knew that <laughs> i knew that in my heart of hearts uh-huh. i was like Aaron didn't reread yeah. this <laughs> oh god no of course not um i'm really glad there wasn't that moment of like the other shoe dropping because i kind of remembered there being one but then i was like i don't think so maybe not it's fine no. so that worked out great <laughs> <laughs> it was all just lovely. It was a lovely, lovely time. I think if you're, if you're someone that is uh, like like me, this this fic almost felt like tailor made for me. It was like I'm like such a romantic, and I love all of that like angsty stuff. D- not too much angst, <laughs> but just enough to make it like, ooh, there's like there's uh, there's an obstacle to them being together, but it's so small. It's not. Re- it's like you squint, and it's not really there. Um, there's a tiny little like garnish of danger. <laughs> exactly that's what like i want little, in my face a little twist of lime <laughs> this was the this was what are they called this was the Lacroix of <laughs> of fanfic hint of hint of lime exactly uh, hint of hint of angst it once shared a box with a strawberry <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> i was yeah i by this turnout I, yes i loved it it was also interesting so the other the other fic that i'm referring to that lives in live journal and is acclaimed fic that aaron sent me and i absolutely adored was from our first season i think it was our text yep texting au yep and here what was it it was little numbers it was little numbers but i know by i know it ain't easy and i adore that fic i cannot tell you (laughs) how much i love that fan fiction it was so good 
And this one hit a lot of the same, like, landmarks for me. However, so here's... So, that being said, here are my, my critiques, my little notes. Your critiques? <laughs> yes. Um, I thought that, while I loved that there was no higher stakes, I thought that it should have had something toward the end. It just felt like everything was going right. But also, I... I recognize that there's a place in fanfic where you just want to read about things going well, going well for a character and character development. So that is like a very tiny minor thing. Like that's like looking at a like expository arc <laughs> type thing. And then the other thing that I had. I'm making a uh, face, y'all. <laughs> I, you're always making a face. <laughs> I was like, you just spent this whole like five minutes being like, I'm so glad there wasn't another shoe to drop. And then being like, but I really wish the other shoe had dropped. And I'm like, make a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but but I spend like all that time gushing because that's what I love. But I do think that there's something to be said that uh, maybe exp- like for the dramatic arc, I think it, w- it needed something okay. toward the end. Fine. But I suppose. Again, so minor. The other thing is I... A, of all loved that they didn't try to squeeze the entire cast of Glee onto this. It was like... Oh, God, yeah. It was Rachel, Kurt, uh, Kurt's family. Uh, so that includes, like, Finn uh, and his dad and stepmom. And then Blaine and some of the Warblers. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I love that they didn't try to squeeze in, like, Mercedes or Santana or Artie or anyone else. Like, I just thought it's so easy to, like, try to shove so many people in as characters that sometimes it becomes hokey Mm -hmm. and it pulls you out of that action so i love that this didn't do that what i was not as big a fan of uh was its treatment of rachel i think Mm. i think that it lacked some of the depth of her character she became very two-dimensional in my in my eyes she was very supportive and very loving about kurt and like but we didn't even see we didn't really get a sense of who she was as a character because rachel barry is a character yeah and for her to kind of become a cardboard cutout in the back is really fascinating to me and there's this whole secondary plot point where uh rachel is quote unquote scene or having a good time with David, but she doesn't want anything serious because her and Finn have finally called it quits for realsies because Finn doesn't want to move to New York. And obviously Rachel needs to live in New York for her profession. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like that wasn't fully explored. And I would have loved to have seen Rachel like have a moment where she was more humanized and like had desires and like about moving on or about, doing something and it just felt like very it was the it was a literally a cardboard cutout of a of a person Mm. but again minor i i thought that like she more so served the purpose of the plot oh yeah which is good but is she wasn't a character on her own which is fascinating like again you think rachel barry but i also think that because she's such a character in the show i think it's easier to miss and make a make just like a a caricature basically of someone yeah this was not a caricature to be clear it's just i lacked a little depth yeah Um, i think it it rounded off a lot of her edges yeah and that was a tendency in some of the clean fix of the day if i'm remembering Mm -hmm. correctly because it's like if you were writing a clean fic and you wanted to really delve into their relationship you didn't always have the time or the interest in like delving super deeply into all of rachel's neuroses yeah so it was sometimes a little easier to just make her like be slightly less present than she would have been otherwise yeah i feel that and i i agree again very minor things you know that saying where like oh you know you're doing a really great job when i have to nitpick so here are my nitpicks Mm -hmm. and then the last thing is something that the author has no control over it's just unfortunate there's a lot of links uh to like 
specific versions of the song that like Kurt sings at the end the in his final concert mm-hmm. or like pictures that show like oh this is what their apartment would look like or this is the firehouse that I think of when they're here that would in theory be really like oh the supplement really great supplements and like really helps run out a story makes it more like uh, interactive in a way for me all of those links are dead again not something <laughs> oh, no. not something that the author can control at the time of them writing it I'm sure they were there mm-hmm. unfortunately they're no longer there and that brings me to kind of my biggest kind of uh, drawback for this fic if I had to find a drawback it's that I loved little numbers so much and that had pictures embedded and that had links to songs that were still available and the perfect immersion of that was incredible it's almost and if you're i think i don't know how well you remember our review from little my review from little numbers but my one thing from little numbers was that i wanted to see them not text because it was fully a text fic Mm -hmm. and i wanted to see them interact without that so this is like kind of the opposite where it's just like it's all interaction and i loved it Mm -hmm. but it just fell a little short it fell like just the tiniest bit short but here's the thing when you're comparing any anything to per, in my head perfection because to me little numbers is i i rethinking about it, i think it might be my favorite fic we've read <gasps> that i've read for the podcast i wow. think it's just so good and i tell you i cried tears listening to like the soundcloud recordings that they had embedded into that fic I, it was it was a perfect experience for me and so this came ridiculously close but didn't quite stick that nailing and mm. because it is a claim fic and because it is on live journal I think it's just the comparison is inevitable. Yeah. And that being yeah. said, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I've and like, it's like almost not fair to are like to do a comparison between fix when it's like, we're talking about this one on mm-hmm. under its own merit is what I was trying to say. Yep. <laughs> so it's like not fair to do the comparison. If you're, yeah, it's not fair to like compare, compare fix when you're trying to look at one fix based just on their merits. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I agree. So, but those are just like things that were ruminated in my head. And again, if I had to nitpick, that would be it. Because everything else about this fic, I loved. I cried. I laughed. I giggled. I blushed. It it was kind of the whole package for me. Nice. So, in the end, what I would give this fic, I would say a 4.99. <gasps> like, literally as close to the 5 as it can get. Because it was so good. I will take it. <laughs> I win. <laughs> oh man! Some yeah, someone reset the averages. <laughs> it's 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 about the average, baby. <laughs> uh, I will take it. Nice. Thanks for sharing. Oh, oh my god, that was. Ooh, I was I was scared. It's like it's a hundred thousand, little more than a hundred thousand words, and I was like, oh, Aaron, why would you do this to me? But once I started reading, it was a f- quick read. It's it a fast was one. so fast. Yeah. yeah, loved it. And the other thing too is like Live Journal in general was it didn't make it easy to have super long fix. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, a lot of the ones that I was reading anyway, did tend to be pretty episodic and pretty like you know fast to get through, and they might have had like a lot of parts, but ultimately each part was pretty fast, and so. Yeah, I was like, I think this will be fine. I also, like, put it in the document early because I knew it was longer. Yeah. So I was like, I got to get get this to him soon. I appreciate it. Um, episodic is a great word because I did have that thought, too. Like, yeah. as I was reading the chapters, there's 12 chapters and an epilogue. Um, and as I, I was reading the chapters, I was like, wow, these are, like, really self-contained, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And I, I dug it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Woohoo! Live journal, man. Woo! It 
It yeah. was a place to be like 10 years ago <laughs> in the pre-AO3 days. I wish that there was a way for me to better like search out like LiveJournal fix. Like I wish there was a better search function, but um, there isn't one. You know, yeah, it doesn't exist. So that's just a uh, that's just one of my regrets, and you know, one day I will send it. you a fic in a thread, and then you will know the hellscape from which <laughs> modern fanfic uh, organization is born. Because that is an experience unto itself. I would love it. Yeah. And if it was anything like this, I'm on board. <laughs> they usually weren't as good, but that's okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I was trying to give us an upbeat ending and we just uh, rolled I'm right I'm too off. hot for that. <laughs> it's, it's so hot in my apartment, guys. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Um, so that's the end of Yeah, we did it. Yay, we did it. Aaron. Where can people uh, reach out to us if they want to, like, interact? Nowhere. Leave me alone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yep. That's uh, correct. Just kidding. So you can reach out to us on Twitter. The Twitter is the best way to reach out to us because I keep that one on my phone. So it lets me know when you talk to us. <laughs> um, you can reach out to Caitlin on the Tumblrs, which is uh, theficklesspodcast.tumblr.com. She runs that thing and it's magic and it's great. And, you know, occasionally I remember to check the messages there too, which is great. But Caitlin, that's her bag. She's awesome. And then the Instagram exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great way to get in touch with us. It does exist. Don't reach out to us on Facebook. Just don't. We have the name of it, but like, no. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Podbean, maybe. I don't know. Amazon Podcast. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and uh. anywhere I could feed we put an RSS feed. Uh, we're there. So make sure to subscribe. Leave us a review on Apple. If you feel like contributing to the creation of this podcast, um, like offsetting some of the costs of the podcast, you can donate to us on Ko-Fi. Um, K-O-F-I. And that is, I think, ko-fi.com slash the fic list or fic list something like that it's pinned on our twitter if you have recommendations for fix or have um want to read along with any of the things that we have read uh both of those google documents are pinned on twitter so that's fun did i forget anything else oh are, no. are we oh <laughs> are we going to make the announcement in this episode i think we should i'm, I'm writing a high okay. from that last week you want to make the announcement or do you want me to do it i think you should so friends we have good news <laughs> we have joyous news and that is that you are listening to panelists at this year's awesome con dc 2021 so as you may remember we were supposed to be panelists at awesome con 2020 it was may 1st of 2020 lol <laughs> it was not it did not happen they tried really hard they did the right thing they wound up canceling the event entirely because of the pandemic cool great like it was a bummer but fine we reapplied for this year's con and we just got like recently got confirmation that we are panelists and we're going to be hosting a panel and it's going to be super awesome i guarantee you that we will be our dorky selves will be there caitlin's gonna come caitlin's gonna be our moderator because caitlin is incredible yes. and she wanted to go to awesome con for free and i was like of course so <laughs> <laughs> so and we could not be more grateful to the awesome con team they have been really really great over the last year in terms of communication and like anytime i've had a question or anytime like we had concerns they've been super awesome so we are really happy to be going back and we hope to see you there what she said wow thanks alan <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're excited too though 
Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding yeah. me? I am beside myself. Oh my God, I am so excited. I've never been to a con. <gasps> it's baby's first con. It's baby's, first, baby's con? first panel. To be fair, I've only been to one con before because I went in 2019. <laughs> well, now don't um, you wish you had waited? <laughs> no. Uh, I met Neil Appleman at a con. I absolutely do not wish I well, waited. Well, there it is. <laughs> so, um, but Caitlin took me to my first con and Caitlin is a con veteran. And so I think the three of us are going to have a really great time. And I hope that we can share that good time with some folks i think it's gonna be great i agree yeah i'm just so ready yeah it'll be good it's been a long time coming absolutely long time coming well y'all we will uh we'll see you in the next episode well we won't see you we will you'll hear us you'll hear us (laughs) (laughs) and uh it'll be great (laughs) don't forget to reach out to us on social media I'm going to go take a very cold bath. I think that's the plan because I need to bring my body temperature. I'm going to go shovel some food down. in my body. Ooh, also a good idea. Food and bath? We'll see. At the same time. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. <laughs> All right, this has been great. <laughs> <laughs> good night, y'all. Bye. Goodbye.